with breaking news and political commentary from a public servant, serial entrepreneur, community leader, philanthropist, and American patriot, and a darn nice guy. It's time for the Grassroots Truthcast and your host, Gene Valentino. Hi, friends, and welcome to another edition of Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast. We have a distinguished guest with us today, uh, Mr. Peter Feynman from the East Coast of Florida, an attorney by trade with over, oh God, what is it, Peter? About 15, 20 years of experience. More than 40 years. Oh, my words. Over 40 years of experience. And I, I can appreciate s- the compliment that I look that young. <laughs> you're, you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. He's a conservative Republican and has the privilege of running for the position of the GOP chair here in the state of Florida. Welcome to our show, Peter. And before we really get into some of the issues that I'll hit you with, why don't you just give us a little background on Peter Feynman? Sure. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate it. And thank you, Gene, that for all you do for the conservative movement, not only here in Florida, but uh, everywhere. We have to take back our party as we the people and you're one of the voices that does that so thank you very much appreciate what you give to the to the cause anyway gene yeah i've been on the executive committee of the republican party of florida now for 20 years i was first elected as a state committee man from palm beach county and then after about eight years i decided to step up my leadership in the party and i ran for national committee man now most people don't even know what the heck a national committee man is gene so let me just take a minute the rnc in washington dc gene is made up of and run by three people from each state a national committee man, a national committee woman, and a party chairman. So for the last 12 years, I've been Florida's national committee man, one of three people from the state of Florida, representing Florida at the RNC in Washington, D.C. That in itself, as a conservative, has been a daunting task as we try to get the RNC more grassroots oriented. I think we've been somewhat successful. I did not support Ronna McDaniel the fourth time she ran in January. I supported Harmie Dillon. And then what's happened recently, Gene, with the Florida Republican Party, with our chairman, has created a huge void and some, obviously, some image problems for us. So I thought I'd take my 20 years of experience at the RPOF and 12 years of experience at the RNC and step up and say, you know what, we need some senior leadership, a steady hand, somebody who's been around for a while. And so I've thrown my hat in the ring to become the next Republican Party of Florida chairman to right the ship, restore the good name and luster of the Republican Party of Florida, get us through this 24 election using my ability to fundraise and promote conservative values, and then go from there. So that's kind of what's going on. How are you finding this opportunity being presented to you? I know the existing chairman, soon to be the former chairman, is is has has not helped the party in the sense that his personal behavior has has become a front a news headline through no fault of ours, but rather of his. 
And as a result, it's, it's, it's put a stain on Republicanism here in the state of Florida. Up to that point in time, we've had a rather aggressive, I won't use the word progressive, but we've had a rather aggressive growth in the Republican Party. And we've had a lot of people from all walks of life. I wouldn't, cons- because of the influx of what we're getting in terms of residents per day, per week, per month, the last three years since COVID hit, what's the trend you see, first of all, in terms of the public sentiment or appetite towards Republicanism here in Florida? Well, before all of this scandal hit, and it is a scandal, I have to use that word, unfortunately. But before that, I can tell you from the point of view of being on the RNC, Florida had become the model state Republican Party in the country for a number of reasons. Number one, Gene, election integrity. Uh, It's amazing how far that we've come because of our great Florida legislature and the laws that we've passed from hanging chads in 2000 to in 2022, being able to count all our votes in one day, two time zones, third largest state in the country, bing, bang, boom, we got it done. Everything was counted properly quickly. And boy, every, when I went into an REC meeting after that, they said, how do you guys do it? And I said, good laws, good representatives, and good values. Well, first of all, I'm so grateful you brought up Harmy Dillon's name. I too was a supporter of hers. And I think she is a wave of the future for Republican Party on the national scene. Let's hope that she has takes another stab at it and takes that leadership role in the future. I'm so glad to see you at her side during the the last election process nationally. The the hanging chads, <laughs> you the the hanging ch- you you are correct. This has been a real uh, transition in uh, vote counting, has it not? Uh, it, and it is a model. You touched on something that I think is key. Uh, as an attorney, I would yield to your good judgment, uh, but I am concerned about bad behavior at the state level, even though we have an, a constitution that's some, that, that sort of governs us nationally when state law doesn't apply. Uh, my concern is that we may end up with 50 different states of 50 different rules of the way we run elections. And here we are in Florida before 10, 11 o'clock in the evening, Eastern time, with the time zone distinction, Florida's got two time zones, and with that distinction around the on the east coast but from around the nation we see we see a we we see other states that are months after still counting votes and arguing about the balance or the parity or the chain of custody of those votes and so i yield to you peter would you support a constitutional amendment that mandates one day to vote Make it a national holiday for all I care, but make it a one day to vote so that the vote can be counted in a timely way consistently nationwide. And let me just add, if I may, for a second, the the only person you and I and the other 49 states in this nation have in common is the president and vice president of the United States. That name on that ballot is consistent nationwide, of course. So should there not be a consistent voting process for uh, to legitimize 
that and the efficacy behind that voting process so that that vote is is real is timely is 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 trustworthy and and, and earns the confidence of the citizen what's your take on that well the short answer is yes and i'll expand on that in a minute but let me first pick up on you mentioned Harmeet again. I do want to let your audience know that she has endorsed my campaign, endorsed my candidacy to be the next chairman of the Republican Party of Florida. Harmeet and I are very close, and I would love to serve under her at the RNC, either in the capacity of national committee man or chairman. Now, getting back to your question, the answer is yes, as long as it's a constitutional amendment, Gene, and not congressional action. Now, why do I say that? Because control of Congress varies from Democrats to Republicans. And if we ever allow a Democrat Congress to pass some kind of national voting law, you and I both know, and all of your audience knows, that will be a disaster for this country. They will, they will allow illegal immigrants to vote. They will allow people to just show a driver's license to vote. Boy, that's really scary, right? They, they're bringing these people in. They're going to get a driver's license and they're going to get them to vote. We know what the strategy is of Democrats, Gene. So, yes, a constitutional amendment is the only way to solve that problem. And God darn it, only U.S. citizens should be allowed to vote. That is a privilege that that would be only reserved for citizens because this is such a great country. It's really scary what's going on out there. Uh, we're talking so, yeah. we're talking. Yes, we're talking with Peter Feynman. He's running for GOP chairman here in Florida. But Peter, I don't understand. How do you go to a bank robber and seek um, rules for bank uh, for robbing banks? I mean, how do you bring a constitutional amendment forward to the same people who don't want you to bring it forward? The massive success at the polls by Republicans throughout the country so that we have enough of a majority in Congress, in the U.S. Congress, so that we can pass uh, constitutional amendments, just like we have achieved in Florida, where we have super majorities in our legislatures. And as, and as a result, we can pass really good election integrity laws and other laws that have been passed by our legislature. We well, I couldn't... Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the concept of convention of states is a little bit further reaching, although it's supposedly a, a safety valve in the process. But you would know better than me. I'm I'm just concerned, and I but I do agree with the premise of your point that we need Republicans in office who have not been extreme uh, liberal left folks that have uh, taken us off the rails. We have been deliberative, and uh, we, uh, amongst ourselves, even have uh, challenges from time to times within the Republican Party. But yeah. I think you'll be, uh, and I, I want to bounce it back into the Republicanism with you. Don't you see that the adversarial tones within the Republican Party are healthy in in stabilizing this democracy and should not be looked at as contrary to what our, our governing uh, governing documents intended? That's correct. Public debate on issues such as who should be our speaker, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. The Democrats, they just follow lockstep because they understand it's all about power. Republicans, we're about values. We're about good priorities. And so we're going to have debate because we're the party of ideas. 
we're the party that wants to do the right thing for the people. And when you're that party, you're going to have serious discussions, let's put it that way, amongst our own brethren. Those are family discussions that we have and need to have. But once we decide on the course of action, I also believe that we then all need to unite and go forward because the enemy is not us. The enemy are the Democrats. So, for example, Gene, when we get a presidential nominee, no matter who you supported in the primary, we've got to come behind that nominee because the alternative not supporting our nominee really is the end of this republic. And I'm not overstating it at this point. Well, that begs a question. I run for Congress, hypothetically, and I walk through those doors of Congress, and I'm with about 420-something folks, each from different walks of life. And on the Republican side, I feel that I can express my unique opinion without being excommunicated. On the Democrat side, everyone's in lockstep. Everyone is not only in lockstep, but hey, leave your opinion at the door. This is how you're going to vote on Thursday afternoon at three o'clock. It's like I got elected to represent the people, but I'm not allowed to express my my individual my the concerns of my constituents. That's yeah. what's scaring me. I, at least as a Republican. I'm coming out of a district, a region, and I'm trying to represent what I was hired to do, my personal feelings aside, and and I get to do that. But I don't, and amongst my colleagues, I I have a feeling that I, with the Republicans that I can truly express myself without being run out of town. Your comment on my comment. Yes, that you're exactly right. And that's why Joe Manchin, for example, is retiring this year because he followed Chuck Schumer lockstep in his agenda, then has to go back home and answer to the people who do not agree with Chuck Schumer's agenda in West Virginia. And he saw the handwriting on the wall and now has to has to retire. Because um, if he doesn't, he was going to be involuntarily retired by the voters of West Virginia. So yeah, funny. Uh, you're exactly correct. Funny you bring that up. Joe Manchin is 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 leaving, and uh, Governor Jim Justice is looking to step up and take that spot. And uh, Attorney General Patrick Morrissey in West Virginia is is making a stab at the governorship of West Virginia. Let's see how he does. Both of them are conservative Republicans, and well, Jim Justice did the biggest step of all, didn't he? He he as well went from Democrat to Republican. Hey, you know, a funny observation you, you can comment on. I don't see any Republicans becoming Democrats. I sure see a lot. <laughs> I sure see a few Democrats becoming Republicans. Your comment. That's correct. And what's most interesting, I think, is the fact that we have minority Democrats coming over to the Republican side in droves as they see. And you know who's responsible for that more than anybody else is Donald Trump. Donald oh, yeah. Trump gave more opportunity to more different type of people than any administration in the history of this country. And I think people, now that they see what's going on under Joe Biden, are waking up and go, you know what? Maybe Mr. Trump wasn't so bad after all. I need to take a second look at that. And we have Hispanics and other minority groups realizing that it's the Republican Party that represents the working men and women of this country. The Democrats represent the elites, 
the crazy green energy people who are going to drive us off a cliff of energy bankruptcy. And so, yes, uh, that's exactly correct. So what we have to do for this 2024 election is first elect good state party leaders like me as chairman of the Republican Party of Florida. But more importantly, Gene, we need going to have to get out there and work like it's up to us to oh, save yeah. this country. But I want to add one more thing. We also have to pray like it's up to God. With those two things, we can't fail. God's very important, very part, uh, part and parcel of our Constitution, whether any, anyone wants to admit it or not. It, uh, uh, it's the principles. Uh, uh, it's not the personalities. It's the principles which guided arguments and, um, uh, and, and maybe is one of the reasons why our governance has succeeded longer than any other governance in the world. But uh, so uh, you're running for GOP chair. And have you had a chance to talk to Donald Trump about his support of Peter Feynman? I have a call in to him. I'm hopeful to hear back because Trump is the proverbial elephant in the room. And of course, our symbol is the elephant. But no, he truly is the elephant in the room in this campaign season. And his support would be absolutely fantastic in connection with this. But I understand that he might want to stay out, except that my opponent, who's a Tallahassee insider and a lobbyist, is is clearly a DeSantis supporter and has been and was not even really a Trump supporter back in 2016 when we had our convention. So people need to, I think, be aware of the dynamic that's going on in this race. What? Well, I, I think you know as well as I do that Mr. Trump will step up and work with you and for you at the right time. He admittedly has has an agenda that's preoccupying him now, unfortunately, with this Colorado Supreme Court ruling and the unfair uh, uh, condition that forced Rudy Giuliani recently into bankruptcy, I think is part of the talk about deplorable. If there was ever a a use of the word deplorable, we ought to apply it here. You know, I used to say, Gene, that we're in a fight for the heart and soul of our country. I I don't say that anymore. We're in a fight for the survival of our very republic here. This grand experiment in freedom gene that started over 200 years ago, now almost 250 years ago. This is it. It's 1145 and the clock strikes at midnight. And if, if if we get there, okay, we're done. We must have a radical sea change in our election in 2024, or I fear for our kids and my 10 grandchildren, by the yeah. way. So that's yeah. why I'm in it from anything else, Gene. Well, I'm I'm right there with you, Peter. The It's not about you and me. It's about them and the, the posterity in the future. But isn't this exciting? Wouldn't this be interesting? You said 1145 in the evening. The clock's about to strike 12. And the true test of our democracy, it's not like this is the first time our democracy has been tested, though. It's been tested, well, since its inception. And my only comment is, if we get through this peril that we're up against right now, might it be that we've withstood everything that they've tried to throw at us? Well, yes, but those folks on the other side, the socialist Marxists, uh, they're not going to stop. They play a long game, win, lose, or draw. And, you know, since Republicans are individualists 
and they're hardworking Americans, they tend to look at an election as something they go do every two years and then go back to their jobs and their farms and their families. What the Democrats have taught us is that they never quit. Their, act, their quest for power never stops. And so, unfortunately, Republicans now have to take that same attitude. We're up against it 24-7. We have to be ever vigilant in off years and election years to make sure we keep this republic on the right track. And by the way, Gene, we're a republic, okay? We're a democratic republic. We're not a democracy. Democracy is mob rule. The founding fathers specifically said, no, we need a republic. Uh, and so I wish that all of our leaders would maybe learn history a little better, but that's not yeah. for this discussion. Yeah, Mrs. LJ at Swift Junior High School, 1960-something. <laughs> she yeah. was telling us about the Constitution and the Constitutional Republic part of democracy. And right. I, I I must say, hey, folks, it's, we're talking with Peter Feynman. He's on the east coast of Florida, and he's running for GOP chair. How does one vote for you? That's a rhetorical question. I know as a citizen, individually, I cannot vote for you per se, but how does one vote for you? Okay, so the Republican Party of Florida is made up of an executive committee, and the executive committee contains about 260 people, and that's the voting universe that votes. Now, who are the people that we the people the folks need to contact to try to sway that election. And you would want to contact in your county, your Republican state committee man, your Republican state committee woman, or your county party chair. And if you don't know who they are, just go on the uh, internet and look up your county party. They'll be listed there. More importantly, we also have 10 House members and 10 Senate members who vote. And so you want to contact your own House member, state House member, and your own state Senate member in order to have them weigh, weigh in on them and say, hey, we need this Pete Feynman guy. He seems like somebody that we can relate to, a lifelong conservative, believes in the grassroots, is a grassroots person, can also raise money for the party. So that's who they would want to contact. Okay, so we all get the word out that we should be asking that representative to vote for Peter Feynman. And okay, Peter, tell us your hit list. What's on your agenda? What's your platform? When you get in and you're working with Harmy Dillon, hopefully in the future, not to mention President sure. Trump, what's the agenda? What are you going to hit on? Number one, restore the reputation, good name, and luster of the Republican Party of Florida, which was the most admired in the country before this latest scandal. But I think we can do that right away because people know me and that. But most importantly, after that, Gene, money. We need to raise money. I'm going to raise money 80% of the time and not just from big donors. We're going to make sure the grassroots participate in our money raising efforts. But we need to raise money so we can build the campaign infrastructure for our candidates. Sure, it's a presidential year, Gene, but with money. We can then influence school board elections, county commission elections, of which you were one. You can appreciate that. State rep elections, state senate elections. So money to build the infrastructure, get our message out, rehabilitate our, our message that's been, you know, admittedly damaged in the last few weeks. So money. Number two, 
make sure that our leaders in Tallahassee understand that the grassroots are very important to our party. It's the grassroots folks, the activists that get out there and do voter registration. They go to the gun shows. They register people to vote. They do the door-to-door work. They do the, the texting, the hard work that it takes to get people elected. The door knocking, the, the targeting, mailing, all of that is done by our grassroots, the phone calls. And when we, the people, rise up, as we saw in 2016, we win. And so that's what we need as well. So that would be my focus as the new chairman of the Republican Party of Florida. And then finally, using my 20 years of experience on the Republican Executive Committee to bring some institutional knowledge Uh, Gene, this is not the time for on-the-job training. There's a a lot of emphasis on youth, which is good. But in this emergent time, in this very important cycle, we need senior leadership, steady hand, someone who is a known quantity for a long time to right the ship and get us through. Did you hear that, folks? Peter's talking specifically about what you can do. How many times during my week when I'm doing these podcasts and milling about the community do I hear, well, what can I do? I'm just got a nine to five job. I'm trying to figure out what to do. I don't know who my commissioner is. I don't know what I can do to, to, to make a difference. Peter Feynman just described what you can do to make a difference. So find your local Republican Party committee Uh, uh, representatives to the state GOP and find out how you can help with door-to-door and taking the Republican agenda forward at the grassroots level. It's one of the reasons I named my show this, the Grassroots Truthcast, stems from this kind of thinking that the best thinking is local thinking. It's It's what's happening in the grassroots of the nation that formed this nation. It wasn't from the elitists at the top. It was from the grassroots that created we the people, the first three words of our of our founding document. And uh, the, uh, Peter, one of the things, one of the other things that I think is important with what you just said is that there, I think the time has come, yes or no, I think the time has come to get one or two constitutional amendments on the books to protect from the bad behavior which has evidenced itself more profusely at the national level. And the reaction is, well, throw it down to the states because the feds are all screwed up. When really uniformity on a national level is needed, with no disregard to the individuality our constitution intended of the statehoods, but I do respect the notion that there's got to be some centralization of, of control and influence without being socialistic Marxists or Marxist communist. It, it's, it's a matter of being efficient in the way we operate from a governing point of view. Your comment. Well, when you mentioned bad behavior, could you be a little more specific? And could you be a little more specific, Gene, about what type of centralized governance we're talking about in what area? Because the Constitution is pretty clear what the role of the central government is. And it's pretty clear that those powers not specifically delegated here to the federal government are then left to the states. So can you be a little more specific? Yes, well, on, yes, I can. On my website, uh, genevalentino.com, I have Gene's proposed second Bill of Rights. As the citizens know, the first Bill of Rights is the first 10 
amendments to the Constitution, I tongue-in-cheek created a second Bill of Rights with 11 amendments. One of them is what we started the conversation with, Peter, and that's one day to vote. One day to vote with the exception being advanced ballots for our citizens overseas working and serving this nation and protecting this nation overseas. They get a ballot and they vote early so the ballot can get back on time. But in my opinion, the source of the problem has been the erratic behavior and abuse of the ballot box. Yeah. And that and that that needs to stop and it needs not be controlled. And there must be penalties. Not only must an official be uh, responsible to manage that voting procedure, but really, as you as an, a trial attorney know, what are the consequences really of an elected official other than a slap on the hands? We recent, watched that recently in Congress. There's a, there's a slapping on the hands that goes on, but the, no one's going away for three to five years with financial fines as well. And the second issue would be the, the, the border. This third issue would be the citizenship, immigration. What are we doing to make sure a citizen of Florida is has the same ethic has the same merits credentials and standards as someone in Arizona and what are sure. we doing what are we doing about the coterminous issue the issue of one man one vote the gerrymandering going on with the districts you mentioned I'll answer your question more directly Jamie Raskin Congressman Raskin from Maryland having private conversations with people with law enforcement officers the Washington police Washington, D.C. Capitol Police on January 6th, working and milling around the crowd on what to do and say and who to incarcerate. The FBI in the crowd trying to manipulate the citizens' behavior, all wearing Donald Trump t-shirts and hat, hats and looking the Donald Trump roll to the, to the nines, but in fact, they're the opposition they were undercover wearing Donald Trump gear. And as FBI agents, they were steering the hope of an insurrection. That was no insurrection. These are just Correct. a few of the things that I talk about that I consider bad behavior that have no that have no penalty or 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 punishment uh, or consequences for the wrongdoers. That's right. my point. Very good. So with regard to national election laws. Just as long as, as I said before, Gene, just as long as it's constitutional and not congressional, because if it's congressional, as I said before, if the Democrats get control and we open that Pandora's box of setting up a national election law, which they tried to do a couple of years ago under Nancy Pelosi, and we defeated it. So, yes, a constitutional amendment for elections. Absolutely. Because how do the socialists take power and the Marxists, like they did in Venezuela and other places, rigged elections? Absolutely. And then a packing of the Supreme Court. So we need a constitutional amendment involving the Supreme Court, too, I think, Gene, yeah. because Democrats are allowed to pack the court because they don't like the present makeup. But that's what they did in Venezuela. And we'll end up like them as well. So, yes, a constitutional amendment there. With regard to the border, we can do that congressionally. That is absolutely disgraceful, terrifying. And Biden, not just Mayorkas, Biden needs to be impeached over it. It's treason. Short response. It's treason. 
we are being invaded on our southern border by millions of people. And I'm kind of disappointed in our elected representatives in Washington that they're not taking a stronger stance and being more strident about this issue. This is fundamentally changing America with filling it with people who have no history or tradition or understanding of our American history, our American grand experiment in freedom. And this is, as as my favorite president would say, huge. It's huge. And we need to shout <laughs> from the house tops every day and say, this must stop. This must stop. And consequences? I don't care if we can't get impeachment through the Senate. We need to send a message to the American people that we are with them a message to the grassroots. We understand your angst. We understand your pain. We understand literally your feeling of horror as millions of people are coming across the border. Goodness gracious, it should be a national emergency. Oh, What's what a right? breath of fresh air to hear you talk and this way. What about in, in that same regard? Just finished, as the leader of the Republican Party, I'll take a lead in representing the grassroots in taking up that issue because we're a huge border state. Uh, this is the, you want to talk about the survival of the Republic, Gene, this is it right now, right now. So there you have it on those two issues. One more constitutional amendment, term limits, your comments. Yes, uh, that's a no-brainer. I can remember I worked for a congressman in 1982. His name was Skip Pafalis. He ran for governor against Bob Graham. I was his full-time staffer. And he called for a constitutional amendment for term limits and a constitutional amendment for a balanced budget. And everywhere he went, the people applauded and said, yes, yes. Now, here we are 40 years later, and the people are still screaming about it, and yet our electeds aren't picking it up. It's probably, those are probably the two most passionate issues other than illegal immigration that people are concerned about. If we had term limits nationally, like we do in Florida, I suggest that we might be as successful nationally as we have been in Florida in terms of our policies and our leadership. Interesting you say that. Here's one more for you. New York Post story, March 2022, the spies who lie, intelligence experts, intelligence experts who who all agreed, who falsely discredited Hunter Biden's laptop and still won't say, I'm sorry. None of them are held to any standard of of penalty for having steered an election with a false narrative that ended up taking down Donald Trump. Arguably, he still had the votes, but this narrative in the New York Post directly hurt him and the two main culprits James, is James Clapper and uh, John Brennan. Yes. Where is the penalty against these folks, Peter? And how does a GOP chairman of the state of Florida steer candidates to understand the severity, severity of that wrong? Well, let me go back in history again a little bit, Gene. And when President Dwight Eisenhower arguably one of our greatest generals ever, other than George Washington, uh, gave his farewell address after eight years of being president. He warned about one specific thing. He said, the military-industrial complex. And 
that has become a problem for us with endless wars. And Donald Trump shows up on the scene, not part of, never been part of the military industrial complex. And it's scaring the heck out of them, which is why, what can I do as the chairman of the Republican Party of Florida, if I'm blessed with that privilege and honor to be? We can support our nominee, let's just assume for the moment, and I think, well, let's just assume for a moment to be Donald Trump. We need, and with my experience on the national stage, we need to rally support for that man all over the United States and Florida as a leader nationally, a party leader nationally, because we get national attention because we're Florida. I can help rally support all over the country for the second term four years late for Donald Trump. We're talking with Peter Feynman from the East Coast of Florida. He's been a Republican Party national committee man for at least 12 years, and he's coming since 2012, and he has the privilege of being voted in as our GOP chairman. Peter, I couldn't think of a better choice for chairman of the GOP in Florida who represents Donald Trump, the president of the United States, and 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 who was truly elected to be such. And now you have a chance to come in and support him again. We're going to take a, a quick break. And when we return, we'll have another 15 minutes with Peter Feynman running for GOP chair here in Florida. Be right back. Hey, friends, we're just taking a break on Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast. Thanks for joining us. During this commercial is where I get to grab my pillow. The Mike Lindell My Pillow. Up to 80% off. Promo code GeneV. Make sure you get one of these. It's a great, great pillow. Patented product that seems to work perfectly for me. For me, no more stresses in the neck or morning aches when you're getting up. It seems to have the ability to comfort my head and my neck while I'm sleeping at night. And I get a restful sleep that allows me to do a great job during the day. But I guess because of my pillow. And thank you, Mike Lindell, for offering us my pillow. Promo code GV up to 80% off. Got to get back to our show. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast. We're with Peter Feynman, attorney, trial lawyer, attorney for decades from the East Coast of Florida. But more importantly, he is our candidate for GOP chair. And uh, Peter, welcome back. Uh, tell me, you know, a person taking the seat as chairman really needs to be pure in so many ways. And and certainly you must be free from any conflicts of interest. Do you have any conflicts of interest? Let me just ask you for the record. I don't believe that I do, Gene. I don't consult on candidate races, so I wouldn't have a conflict there if there was more than one Republican in the race, that sort of thing. I'm not a paid lobbyist, never have been. I don't have clients that do business with the state. I don't have any contracts with the Republican Party of Florida or any state agencies as an attorney. So I believe that I come as a leader of the Republican Party of Florida with no preconceived conflicts, just want to represent the grassroots and raise money for the party. And how many candidates are appearing to oppose you in an election? There's one other candidate in the race, 
He's the vice chair of the party. He ran for me. He ran against me as national committee man in 2020 and lost when I said I was not going to run again for national committee man for a fourth term. He decided to run, which was fine. But now that it looks like we're going to have a vacancy in the chairman's position, he's switching over now to run for chair, which he did two years ago. And I'm concerned about that because this particular candidate works for a high-priced lobbying firm in Tallahassee for a number of years. He's a lobbyist himself. And I'm just concerned that it does not look good. There's an apparent conflict of interest if you're a lobbyist with clients and also the chairman of the Republican Party of Florida that raises and handles a lot of money. So that I think that's a valid, very valid concern. Okay, so in my business entrepreneurial world, I always start off my comments that you compete by differentiating for you to immerse yourself into this uh, new world of yours as chairman of the state GOP. How do you com- how do you differentiate yourself from the other candidates out there? Number one, experience. I've been on the Republican Executive Republican Party Executive Committee, Gene, for twenty years. I've come up through the ranks. I was first a state committee man from Palm Beach County for many years, and then I led the caucus of the state committee women and state committee men. And then I've been national committee man for 12 years on the national scene. So I bring grassroots in the party and national experience for the last 12 years, uh, as opposed to the other candidate in the race who's been around for a few years, but certainly, and is a much younger man, certainly doesn't have the experience the proven leadership that I can bring in this extreme time of need for the party. If if the party was fine with the way we had been, I wouldn't be running for this position. But I'm stepping up because I feel after 20 years on the party, the party needs a serious senior leader. Gene, this is not time for on-the-job training. We have yeah. to get here. Yeah, you brought up something. You said something that I, I I revere. I think it's very important and it's probably one of the key reasons why I'm going to support you all the way, Peter. And that is, there's a saying I've learned from failure to defend the rights of others may someday result in your rights not being defended. A good GOP chair must focus on the rights of others, the rights of the whole. And you seem to espouse that those characteristics and I'm grateful you do because personal angst and bad behavior within the world around you is reflective of you putting yourself and your own issues ahead of the greater good of the people. We see that now with the existing chair and maybe this opponent you're looking at, hopefully not having. (laughs) So from my point of view, let's hope that Peter Feeman Peter Feynman is our next GOP chair here for the state of Florida. Peter, would you like to capsulize some of the things we talked about uh, this holiday season? Couldn't help but notice that beautiful Christmas tree in the background. We're recording this episode in December of 2023 amidst a lot of things going on at the uh, state and national levels. Would you like to capsulize our thoughts from this interview? Sure, Gene. First, 
my wife of 31 years gets all the credit for the beautiful Christmas tree and the beautiful decorations. I take no credit whatsoever for that. So I Ditto. will thank her <laughs> for you and compliment her from you, and she'll be pleased at that. Uh, so that's number one. Uh, number two, I believe, Gene, in the concept of servant leadership. If you want to lead, then you're serving. That's what real leadership is all about. And of course, that model goes back to uh, goes back 2000 years, but it's servant leadership. You lead not for self-aggrandizement. You lead not to build a resume. You lead and at, at my age, which is certainly not as old as our presidential candidates, but there's nothing in it for me other than trying to help the Republican Party of Florida, which I think is the party best positioned to help the United States, indeed, in this year and in this time, Gene, to save the United States. Because at the very end, Gene, why? Why are we doing this? And I think, Gene, for people like you and I and millions of others out there, it's because we love this country. Yeah, We love this country. No country, and if you want to look at it objectively, Gene, no country in the history of Earth has given more freedom, more prosperity, more dignity to more different types of people from every corner of the globe than these United States ever. It's been unbelievable. And yeah. when we see what's happening to this great country of ours, where my dad was a World War II bomber pilot, over the skies of Germany, got this distinguished flying cross as a result of his heroic efforts. My son served active duty in the Marines, now a major in the Marine Reserves. Their sacrifices, I'm going to do everything I can, Gene, to make sure those sacrifices are not in vain. We have to save this country, and that's why I'm doing it, Gene, more than anything else. You know what? I'm talking like this. It's easy to get choked up. Yeah, it's easy to get choked up because there's never been a greater country. I like to talk up these politicians that want to tear down America. Yeah. I'm just aghast at that, Gene. I mean, I look, I just look back at World War II, not that long ago, and no country, Gene, in the history of Earth has fought a, fought a war uh, for anything other than to save the peoples that they might have the freedom that we enjoy. We didn't take resources. We didn't take land. The only land we took was enough to bury our dead Americans that weren't coming home. No country's ever fought a war like that before. God darn. And so at this time, it's time for people like us to step up. You are, I am, let's go. We got a job to do it. As our great Senator, former governor would say, let's get to work. Let's get to work. He says that often. And we're talking about Senator Rick Scott, former governor Scott. You know, Peter, you, you, you're you're bringing to mind something that chokes me up too. And hearing your servitude that you just described with you and your family, what about the people we don't know? Those people that served our nation. When the British were trying to hold rule of this newfound America and the colonists were trying to form a governance of their own back into the 1700s, and the British monarchies and and oppressive controls and hierarchy that were sending soldiers to the americas and saying to those soldiers anybody objecting with british rule 
You go into their home, drag them out, and hang them from the highest tree in their front yard as an example, and let the people see that the British monarchy over the United States at the time, America's, is not to be compromised, that we will maintain British rule. And here we have people that did just that for you and me. We don't know them, but they defended this nation. It isn't about the people we're trying to get elected today. It's about the people we don't even know 200 and something years ago that that created the that defended the rights of you and me for today. Admittedly, we got some problems we've got to address, but just think about how strong the, the fortitude of the people were back then. If we're talking about people we don't even know that go back 250 years to give you and me the ability to have this conversation today is what distinguishes us from the rest of the world. And sir, all I heard from you today is servitude and patriotism and respect for this nation. And you've got my vote. I'm going to be helping you with your challenge for GOP chair here in the state of Florida. And folks, I would ask all of you to get behind Peter Feynman and help him contact your local representatives and they will direct you to the GOP committee and make sure they know that you want Peter Feynman in as GOP chair to write the ship at the state level, to get with Harmy Dillon at the national level, and to get going in an aggressive way in supporting true conservative Republican candidates at the state and federal levels. How am I doing, Peter? Thank you, Gene. I appreciate it. I'm actually humbled by your support. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to give it. And folks, let that be let that be a springboard for you to step up now and support Peter Feynman, GOP chair, state of Florida. We've got to right the ship. And Donald Trump is going to be right at his side. Excuse me, Mr. Trump, for putting words in your mouth. But but let that be true. <laughs> if I'm in trouble, Mr. Trump, tell me later. <laughs> but I don't think so. I think Mr. Feynman's the right guy for the job. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today, uh, Peter. Well, thank you for having me. And may God bless you. Let's have a Merry Christmas. God bless the United States of America. And God bless the Republican Party of Florida. Thank you, Peter. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today on another episode of the Grassroots Truthcast. See you soon. Thanks for joining us for Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and God bless America.